baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good evening, folks. It's time for your live Thursday evening edition of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories. And I'm going to let David in on the call right now. And that's important because he was on our lead story today. Uh, And as uh, David opens up his mic, uh, I will tell you, David, you had our lead story today. Um, Obviously, now we have a little bit of resolution to that story we've been following all week, the escapes from uh, Piedmont Regional Jail. Uh, we have a conclusion to one of them, the one they were pursuing more heavily. Yes. So the big news for this morning was that uh, between the FBI and the U.S. Marshal Service, they were offering a combined reward for uh, Alder Marin Sotelo um, that, uh, of up to $70,000, $50,000 from the FBI and 20000 from uh, the U S marshal service. Um, and again, that was just for Alder Marin Sotelo, uh, because, you know, he has been the one they have been a bit more preoccupied with, uh, finding over the last couple of days, uh, likely because he is the one with, uh, pending murder charges, uh, connected to the murder of a, uh, Wake County, North Carolina, deputy in uh in 2022 so you know the news of this morning was you know anyone who helps find Satello might be marin Satello might be uh in for seventy thousand dollars and the news from this afternoon was uh that never mind on the seventy thousand dollars because he was actually apprehended in mexico uh and pretty far south in mexico too he was in guerrero um which you did the math and I believe you said it was you know, just shy of 2,500 miles uh, away from Piedmont Regional Jail. So he'd gone a long way, um, but he was arrested uh, by Mexican authorities there. Um, now, he was not with the car they've been looking for in connection to this. He, they're, you know, now the FBI is looking for this 2003 Ford Mustang, um, but uh, they did find him and they arrested him. Now... Bruce Callahan, the other inmate who escaped and who has been kind of flying under the radar because he has the the lesser charges uh, of the two who escaped. And, you know, they escaped uh, nearly 24 hours apart from each other. So it wasn't doesn't seem like it was a concerted effort or a, a group effort, rather. Um, but uh, now it'll be interesting to see what the effort to track Bruce Callahan down turns into now that Marin Satella has been caught. Correct. And for, for folks who don't know uh, the the Mexican state of Guerrero is where Acapulco is. So it is, uh, mm. I don't think he made it all the way to Acapulco, but it is where uh, <laughs> I did. You could tell I did some research on Wikipedia th- this afternoon as we were trying to figure out exactly where this is and, you know, how, how far yes. it got. 
because uh, you know some people might have assumed Guerrero was just on the other side of the border. No, he got he got pretty deep, uh, mm-hmm. almost almost down to Central America. Um, down there, I do have I do have another question. I wonder if the, if uh, um, they now have to uh, you know um, exchange the seventy thousand into pesos um, for <laughs> you know for for whomever yes. helped uh, help capture unless right unless. There. Yeah, unless unless of course Mexican authorities themselves were able to figure it out and you know set up a sting something along that line. Unless there there was no information <laughs> that sort of led them uh, uh, to him. Um, but yeah, now it'll be interesting to see if they find Bruce Callahan because, like you said, he's he's been under the radar because um, there's. I mean, we've seen billboards all over Richmond uh, for Marin Sotelo. I've seen no billboards, no signs, no FBI wanted posters, no nothing for Bruce Callahan. Yeah, very little, despite the fact that he, you know, he was in there on uh, federal narcotics charges. So, uh, you know, in any other circumstances, I'm sure they would be trying pretty hard to find him, but they've been a bit preoccupied. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So, again, he's been captured. Um, You can find the details, what details we have on our website at uh, newsradiowrva.com. then there was this other interesting story, um, and this was a story we followed pretty heavily back in in the fall. Um, the uh, former state police trooper um, that left went to a southwestern Virginia sheriff's department. Oh yeah, and then left, went on a cross country trip to California, killed three people, kidnapped a girl, and then um, basically died in what amounted to a shootout with law enforcement out in California. Well, right after that happened, um, a whole bunch of stuff started coming out about him having mm-hmm. mental health issues and state police admitting that they made some human errors and failed to find out about his mental health issues. And the governor promised a thorough investigation. Well, the Office of the Inspector General has done that investigation, and there's no official report on whatever they discovered. Um hmm. I do know some state senators, State Senator Scott Servell in particular, got on Twitter and said that's unacceptable. Um, but we don't have an actual reporting to, to what in what happened with his hiring by state police. Now, in fairness to state police, again, he was not a state police employee when this all happened. He had left. Yes. It was almost I, think, I want to say it was about a month or so uh, between when he left state police and then this uh, this incident um, out in California. Um but uh, again, we don't have more information as to what was lost, what failed in the hiring process, um, other than mm-hmm. this database query that we know state police have admitted to. But that's that's about it. So um, mm-hmm. it's interesting that we've gotten very we're getting we've gotten and we're getting very little from the uh, the inspector general when uh, the governor said he really wanted a thorough investigation. I think if uh, correct, you know, well, I can't remember if you asked the governor questions about this or if the, that was the OTNO case. I can't remember. A bunch of cases are sort of mixing, mixing together at this point. So. Yes. I don't believe I talked to the governor about this one, but um, yeah, it's, it's been, you know, in the, it's been on our radar for a while now. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, uh, so again, no official report there. Um, out where I live in Western Chesterfield, you may remember back in March, they had a, uh, a coal refuse fire, basically a coal waste fire. Um, and you could smell, you know, burning coal basically. And they went out mm-hmm. there and they, it took a couple of days. They, um, 
watered it down, cooled it down, covered it up, you know, Mm -hmm. the portion that was burning and hey, called it a day. Well, another portion of that pile has now caught fire again. (laughs) Um, You know, it's not the same fire, not the same exact stuff that they had put out earlier. But Mm -hmm. now they've got another coal fire and it smells again down in Western Chesterfield. And they're dealing with that again. This time they're they're (laughs) going to put some more rock in there and hopefully that will keep the coal from combusting before they cover Mm -hmm. it up. Um, But it's interesting. I was talking with uh, the Department of Mines and they said, basically, this happens. It's basically just fuel sitting out there and occasionally it combusts. So, yeah. (laughs) And and Western Chesterfield was a major coal mining area out there. So, um, you know, before it moved out further west uh, along the Appalachians and to Pennsylvania, um, Chesterfield County was basically the coal, you know, the coal center Mm -hmm. of the country for a little bit. Um, And these coal piles date back to the 1870s. Um, You know, now they're all surrounded by houses. You know, originally it was just coal, coal mines and not much else out there. Now it's a major suburban area. So, so, but they've still got those coal refuse piles, uh, piles Mm -hmm. out there. Um, Something that we're keeping an eye on, obviously uh, this will occur after the podcast uh, is recorded and out. Uh, The vice president is speaking uh, in Scott's edition this afternoon if she says anything of importance, we'll make sure that we have it in our newscast for tomorrow. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll discuss it a little bit, a uh, little bit tomorrow. But uh, other than that's basically what we have for you today. Of course, big news and a couple of big stories, uh, but not a whole, maybe quality was good. Quantity was not large, just, yes. you know, so it's some <laughs> big stuff that we had to deal with, uh, you know, over and over again as compared to a large number of stories. Um, mm-hmm. but that's basically what we had for you guys, uh, today, uh, in the WRVA newsroom. So again, this has been the live Thursday evening edition of its news to us for David Lefkowitz. I'm news director, Matt Demline and barring any breaking news, we will talk to you on Friday. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen. We have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.